Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with my good friend Dion from Dion Talk. How you doing, sir? Howdy, Mike. Doing great. Ready for round two. Hey, so I just saw a video of you interviewing someone who's been remarkably successful with Burr, and uh, I'm like, oh my God, Dion's going to go after doing some Burr projects. Uh, so uh, maybe, maybe not. But I thought I would hear, you know, a, you know, summarize what that video and interview was like, and they can go to your channel to see the full one. And then I want to talk about you doing some Burr projects, maybe. Sure. Someday I probably will do a Burr <laughs> method, but not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today. It actually was a video I wanted to do for a few reasons. First, uh, Reba is a new investor who first got her first property in 2020. So oh, in the nice. middle of the pandemic, brand new investor in her second rental property now about to start her third project. And she's doing a live-in Burr. So she's living there while the Burr is happening. Oh, wow. And her spouse is not as on board with real estate as she is. So really, she's the investor that was doing this. And the interview is great. She works on hair and makeup in um, you know, Southern California. So her, her business is very glamorous, I think. And she's talking about crawling under a sink with her 16-year-old son, holding a phone, watching YouTube videos so she could change the sink out, nice. uh, which was brilliant. And it's very effective. It's a way to create equity in, yeah. in, into a property. It's a way to recycle capital, which we're going to be talking about later on my channel. And it goes against advice that I sometimes give. I think that you and some other investors that I like to kind of emulate did it the way that I would prefer to. When I'm starting out, the last thing I want to do is start with a burr or a flip mm. because people say, I want to do this because it doesn't take a lot of money and you can reuse your money. But there's a lot of ways to make a mistake if, oh, if you get the after repair value wrong. If you underestimate the amount of time needed for the rehab or the money needed for the rehab or a pandemic happens and materials triple in value. All of these things, when you don't have the cash flow to handle the mistakes that you're probably going to make because you're so new. So what I usually suggest is get into buy and hold rentals, get some cash flow, maybe house hack, mm -hmm. add one or two over the next couple of years, learn what a property purchase goes like, learn how to find contractors, find a lease, enforce a lease, find a tenant, screen a tenant, get all the basics down, and then do a burr. Yeah. So my plan is I, I have my auto searches set up for single family in my area, which have never met the criteria, mm -hmm. so I've, I haven't bought any as, as an investment property. And my small multifamily auto searches set up for, which I keep finding places to buy. But I also have a burr auto search set up oh. with a couple of agents. Okay. As, as my reserve and my investment fund grows, because every month I'm setting aside more capital to buy the next small multifamily. But as it gets to 150, 170,000 or so, I start looking at, I could probably do a burr with this money. And every time I think about it and have that search set up, before I find the perfect burr, the next great over 10% cash on cash return small multifamily pops up that is rent ready, already occupied, <laughs> no effort. Done. Done. Just put the money from the bank into the property and then watch the cash flow at it. Yeah. So I was super impressed with Reba doing this as a new investor during the pandemic and pulling it off yeah. that it was great to get her on the channel and, and have her uh, explain how she did. And it. let's remind folks what your channel name is, please. Uh, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And it yeah. was the most recent video that came out uh, as we're recording this on Texas. The day is the night. Every day is Saturday when you're. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's got to be Thursday. I'm talking to Dion. That's what it's it got to be Thursday because we're talking and I'm traveling this month. So this is the, one of those first months I get to forget what day it is. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. So again, Burr, I think Burr, 
Here's my thought on Burr. So first and foremost, I was actually a featured blog post person on Bigger Pockets in like 07, 08, right? Weekly posts. Brandon Turner, I think, wasn't even full time with the company yet. He was helping Josh Dorkin at the time. And then he comes, he comes over and starts uh, managing the blogs. I remember vividly having a conversation with him. And um, that's what I was doing. I was, I, we didn't call it Burr back then. I was buying dumps because it was foreclosure time. I was um, buying them with hard money, uh, fixing them up, renting them out, and then I was go getting I was getting private money on the other side, right? Long term private money, and um, yeah. Next thing I know, he's talking about Burr and all these things. It was kind of it's kind of fun, but yeah, uh, I um, it does work. I just I think the way it's positioned today is a disservice to new investors. I'm glad it worked out for her. I think the storyline of Burr is it's easy. You need no money. And um, yeah, I guess it's easy again. And I don't think any of those are true. No, and there's, there's so many ways that you can mess up with the Burr strategy that you really delay by years, oh, yeah. more activity that you can do with real estate. Um, and here is kind of a uh, interesting fact for anybody who made it this far in the video, if you don't know this already. The Burr strategy is really an adaptation of how people invest in multifamily. Yes. So in five units or more, the value of the property is based on NOI. So a, a strategy, a very effective, good strategy that people use with multifamily investing is to buy a place that needs fixed up. Mm -hmm. As you fix it up and you increase the rents and then you reduce your expenses, that net operating income gap gets bigger and a small change to that operating in, net operating income can have a huge impact Monster. on the value of the property. Same idea with a burr, uh, the burr method. Yeah. Buying a place that needs fixed up, so it probably won't qualify for traditional lending. So you have to use hard money, your own capital, friends and family funding. You acquire the property, go through the rehab, so you're fixing it up, making it rent ready, or uh, you know, um, there's another term for rent ready, but I forgot because my brain's great. And then now that it can be inhabited, you rent it out, to show that it's a viable property. And then you take out a traditional 30 year, usually some people can do 15, but a normal conventional loan to pull your money out. You normally get the money out that you spent acquiring the property, the money out that you put into the rehab and sometimes walk away with some money mm -hmm. to then own a cash flowing rental property. So mm -hmm. it is a great strategy, but there's just so many slips between a cup and a lip that it's mm. not the strategy that I would start with. Yeah, I think that I think that's wise advice. I think you've got to have a few properties. You got to feel you got to know what a surprise looks like. You got to have a Rolodex of people. When I look at a Burr property the, or Burr opportunity, where most people go wrong first is the ARV. They're using ARVs for purchase versus refi, and there is a difference. If you don't know that, watch out. Refi appraisals are far more conservative because there's no legally contract between a buyer and a seller. Next is in contracting. Uh, you often underestimate the cost because you don't see everything or know what's there. Second, the contractors, right? It's, it's just so many ways you can make mistakes. And I think your advice right up front is dead on. It's much better to be buy and hold investor for your first two or three than to jump in with both feet. Because I've seen 70%, certainly 60, maybe 65% of people who start with Burr never get past their first one because they leave money in the property, they, they can't get out, they're forced to sell and they're like, that's too hard, I can't do it. And let's, oh man, the people that try to do Burr out of state, 
oh my god i want to i want to scream but their cousin did it one time successfully so anybody can do it the 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 thing that reba did that was really cool and actually another thing that impressed me is investors understand after you've been doing it for a while that contractors take a concept that sales reps use the sunk cost uh, idea Mm-hmm. Once you've worked with a contractor for a while and they've started a project, it makes sense to stay with them, even if there's a delay or an added cost. So when you're doing your first burr, you're planning out what that estimate was, not the contractor coming back and saying, here's why all the extra costs and more time is going to be needed. When that happened to Reba, she said, here, I'm paying you what we agreed to. You're fired. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. And she found another contractor. Nice. And, and it's a decision that most new investors might not be comfortable making. So when she brought that up, I, I should have mentioned it in the video what a cool concept that was, but that was really uh, cool. Good for her. Again, where can they find this video? Dion Talk Financial Freedom. It Very is cool. Deal Deep Dell number 11. That is awesome. Thank you, Dion. And again, enjoy Florida. Thanks, Mike.